Screenless. Will Pound, harmonica player, melodeon player, yeah, folk legend, <laughs> fan of everything traditional. Yeah, welcome to Creative Cuppa. How are you doing? You're right. <laughs> I am very well, thanks. Uh, thanks for coming on. So I know this story, and lots of people will know this story, but for our listeners, could you tell everyone how you took up the harmonica? Because that's quite a, an interesting way of getting into an instrument, isn't it? It is, and it, it's quite interesting. It's quite a poignant story at the moment, actually. Um, so basically, um, so my when I was about, I think I must have been about 11 or 12, possibly a little bit younger. I can't remember, to be honest. It's a bit of a blur, but I, I took up the harmonica. My dad gave me a harmonica originally, and the reason why he gave it me it's because when I was very tiny, I had open heart surgery. And um, obviously, as a result of that, I had breathing sort of difficulties when I was growing up. And so uh, it was quite a, it, you know, it was quite a bizarre thing, really, to get into playing an instrument through through ill health, um, essentially. And uh, and so, yeah, so I took it up. And then there was a, a guy, um, a friend of my dad's who played in his band called Steam Tune, a guy called Ted, um, who unfortunately recently actually just passed away from the virus, so it's quite a sort of poignant thing at the wow. moment. Okay, sorry to hear that. Yeah, um, but he but he sort of encouraged me to play and sort of gave me a few sort of lessons, so to speak, you know, to to sort of start me off, and then I sort of carried on on my own, um, and that's how I sort of got into it. Really, yeah, it was through health reasons. So it wasn't the most yeah. obvious route, but uh, what I find fascinating is that what what I find amazing is the fact that the doctors and nurses gave me that chance to live mm. and um it's been quite nice to sort of take advantage of that you know absolutely and and also you know i've seen you tackle other instruments yeah in the last few years and so i can imagine the way you approach the harmonica was in, in exactly the same way yeah and you just don't stop do you until you've mastered something <laughs> i try i try i mean the <laughs> piano less so but i mean uh, i did play the yeah. piano a bit but yeah I mean, yeah even the piano it's not like you went right i want to play three blind mice no you wanted to tackle boogie woogie as a style yeah 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 I was like right well let's have a go at that yeah yeah uh, and the melodeon particularly I mean in the last few years I've played a lot more as well and because it's related to the harmonica essentially and how it works you know uh it's basically it's a very okay. similar instrument so in in terms of how so a harmonica you blow in you blow out you blow in you blow out and the melodeon is exactly the same but just going in out in out so the scales work the same so uh you know so that's been great and it, it's meant that I can transfer between each instrument and use them at the same time as well and, you know it's been quite fun on a harmonica you have two different tunings don't you you well on harmonica it's so harmonica is interesting so you have the small harmonica which is what they call the diatonic harmonica or blues harmonica it doesn't have different tunings as such but it it has um but you can well you can get different tunings you can have different scales on them you know people can make different scales on the small harmonica oh yes i meant from one harmonica to oh another. to another yeah you do yeah. yeah you do get that and then obviously on chromatic harmonica um you know you have so if you had one in c you'd have a c major scale and then you push the button and then you have c sharp there's a button slide at the end and you have c sharp so yeah so in that sense you do get you know different tones different scales and stuff yeah, it's good fun. <laughs> so let's talk about your album. You've released several albums over the years. This one's more of a personal project for you, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I guess it is, yeah. Traditional music from around Europe. Tell me a bit about it. How did it come about? And uh... Well, so obviously there's been the, you know, the Brexit sort of debate going on. 
and um, and obviously, uh, you know, it kind of um, tore apart the country, really, um, you know, which is very sad. And so I kind of thought, well, what's a nice way to celebrate European culture, but also to try and bring people together a bit, you know, um, people from both sides of the debate, you know, and so music can be very good at doing that and storytelling as well. So, so I had this idea of... Um, yeah, sort of 27, you know, the EU 27. and <laughs> Making it easy for yourself. Oh, my, I mean, it was a logistical nightmare, you know, applying for the art, you know, getting an Arts Council grant to start with and then to, to meet and then to communicate with all the other musicians and, uh, you know, to find all that material as well. I mean, that was that was probably the most challenging. I mean, the logistics of, you know, doing the recording and stuff like that was nothing compared to the research. I mean, because you're trying to think of several things. You want the melodies to be relatively simple so that other people who hear the album can play it. You want you want it to be simple so that the arrangements can be nice and you're not worrying about playing a really difficult tune. You know, there are a few sort of challenging tunes on there, but I mean, really what I was looking for were tunes that, um, that you wouldn't also think were the national tunes or the national styles. So, for example, the the Greek tunes that I, I, I put on there, the Greek, so Greek, Greek and yeah, Greece and Cyprus. You you wouldn't have thought they were from there because they're not crazy fast tunes in minor keys and you know <laughs> harmonic minor, you know. And and I can and also like for example in Austria, like the tune I have on there, which was played researched by a, a German fiddle player friend of mine, Gudrun. She um she she found one which was almost Scandinavian in style. Scandinavian fiddle. Wow, okay. You know, it's a Northern Austrian tune. And so, you know, pre-First World War, there were lo- there's huge collections of tunes like that, you know, so... <laughs> so did you find you were discovering and learning a lot yeah. just by doing it? Loads, yeah. I mean, like, one of my favourite tunes was um, this um, tune from Luxembourg, uh, which is like a processional dance. They have, like, a national event they have every year. And it's actually, a, I think it's quite a religious event, actually. It's a, I think it's a Catholic event. And it was really, but the tune is a brass band tune and it's got like five parts. It's totally bonkers. Wow. Uh, but it was a massive challenge for me because it was in B flat and E flat and I was having to play it on a DG box, you know, Melodian. So I was like, I had to figure out how to play in B flat and E flat, you know, which is great. So it was challenging at the same time. And also learning all these tunes was great because um, it actually affected my learning process it changed my learning process of melody so I learned all the melodies on the piano first and and taught myself you know some basic chords with it and um and then I put the harmonica and the box on top so which is interesting because usually it's the other way around I'd, I'd, by ear I would do you know the harmonica or the box first and then put the piano chords on afterwards or whatever whereas this way it was better and it gave me a better understanding of the structure the chords the as so I had the tune in my head already because I could see the piano in my head you know um so it was a quicker process doing it away I mean it was more painful in some ways <laughs> because I'm not a pianist you know so it was yeah. like but having a visual element was really useful and I haven't changed since then I've sort of that's how I'm learning tunes now as well mm. you know and it's a lot quicker process it's more painful but it's better you know so this album will be out tomorrow for people to buy won't it yeah may the 8th so um yeah i'm looking i'm looking forward to it actually and you know it's been nice to have quite a lot of pre-orders in advance and things like that and uh, you know there's been some great support out there for the album I and mean, obviously it's a tricky time obviously meant because the tour got can- cancelled um so it's been rescheduled for next year most of the dates so we're still sorting all that out at the moment you know it's a bit of a a nightmare to be honest you know it's it's just so nice that we i can still release it you know and i'm self-releasing as well so for the first time completely yeah. self-releasing so yeah it's great you know i just hope that it gives a bit of 
light to the situation at the moment that everyone's in you know people can have a listen and very much so where will people be able to go and buy that uh they'll be able to buy it from a few places i mean the main source that i use is Bandcamp, so you can um buy it and um, physically from there and also digitally um so which is great and and that's the nicest sort of they're the most yes they are friendly to artists as well aren't they um they're great um and then there's probably amazon and and things like that as well and itunes and all the rest of it but i mean the main yeah go to Bandcamp. They're great. They're good to artists. <laughs> yeah, they really are. They really are. They recently actually did a day where they just donated all the profits. So artists got 100% of the, the profit. The, the, yeah, uh, it's incredible. Yeah. So talking of uh, going online and finding things, where can people find you online? Well, I have a website. So it's uh, and I've had a new website done recently, so which is really nice and snazzy. So it's www.worldpound.com. Uh, and then they can find me on YouTube, you know, there's plenty of videos, harmonica videos and box videos and, and stuff on there uh, with various different outfits, um, you know, different bands and projects and stuff. And um, in fact, I've just got some, just done some filming with a uh, a new duo that I'm in with uh, a fiddle and singer player. She, she plays, she's amazing, she's called Phoebe Reese, and she plays the fiddle and sings at the same time. But And it's oh, wow. staggering. I mean, I saw her first play last year at Shrewsbury Folk Festival and uh, on a recommendation of a couple of friends and just, yeah, I was staggered, you know, so I thought, right, got to play some music with her, you know, and it, and it's been really, um, it's been great actually. And we, we've been sort of discussing, you know, different music styles and she lived, um, uh, well, she was out visiting Brazil for a bit. And um, so she's been, she learned some Brazilian music. So that's something I've never done before. So I'm wow. learning that. And that is, difficult music it's not easy so it's the you know it's it's fascinating it's their like type of traditional music because there's different obviously styles in brazil the samba and then there's the other style which is the sort of more folky jazzy kind of style and like the, and chord, the chord sequences <laughs> are not you know they're they're like, you know they're hardcore they're great <laughs> it's good it's good it's a bit of a you know it's a headache but it's a good headache <laughs> fantastic well i'll put all your website and uh, uh, social media links into Thanks. the show notes so people can find you and your uh, ad hoc kind of little performances that you do you <laughs> you just chuck chuck your phone down and and uh, get your harmonica out don't you and... yeah it's been good on, um, on online actually because i think i think what's also been nice is i was chatting to a friend about this the other day is that because basically everyone's in the same boat so there's a lot of people who wouldn't usually do videos who now are and that's been really nice because it's been nice to see people who wouldn't usually perform or feel like they can't perform actually going out and doing videos online videos and you get to see their talent and that's what I've really enjoyed actually seeing lots of different people do that and also and that goes from like the major stars of the folk world so someone like Sharon Shannon did a a live video and she's you know quite famous in the folk world and she did one and it was great and people really responded to it and um you know and yeah it's just been really nice seeing you know and i think what's been nice is it's just the music community kind of coming together yeah. you know not just folk but i mean like from all strands of you know the music scene you know because i've had to and lots of organizations as well supporting because you know i i compose for a living so yeah. i still have royalties coming in but a lot of you guys you know touring musicians the gigs just stop that's it no more that's no more it income. until probably well, we don't know. I mean, you know, that's yeah. the problem. I mean, all my gigs so far have been cancelled. So it's August is, is like all my August mm. shows have been cancelled. Nothing in September yet. But, you know, but it, it's 
I mean, I suspect that will go at some point. Mm. So if you're listening to this and you are one of those people who've been touring, you can go to Musicians Union. I think they have a hardship fund. Yeah, Help Musicians UK. There are lots of places, lots of organisations. Arts Council are doing, you know, um, uh, a sort of grant, two and a half grand grant. Um, I think it has some conditions, but it's worth it's just worth looking at just in case you are eligible. And especially if you're a a member of an organisation like the EU. It's worth just. It is worth. Looking I mean, at their and people website. are getting it. You know, people are. Yeah. You know, are getting that money. Um, you know, I know a few people have been in very tricky positions, um, mm. and and have you know managed to sort of you know get some money. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, and really do apply because you know it's worth applying. Mm. And at the very least, we can share each other's work and uh, yeah, highlight, put a spotlight on each other. Definitely, uh, you know, I think it's really important. I think it's really important. Fantastic. Well, Will Pound, thank you ever so much for joining me for a cuppa. Yeah, it's been great fun. (laughs) 